What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Unfiltered Experience, where we bring you unfiltered conversations designed to move your mindset, your confidence, and your results forward in your life so you can live a kick-ass, unstoppable life. I'm Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, and I am joined, as always, by my beautiful brother with a huge heart from another mother, Mr. Scott David Goyette. What's up, brother? Good to see your smiling face. Yeah, just, just living the dream over here in Austin, Texas. 74 degrees today, Chris. Ooh, you, you guys aren't a fucking 100 degrees anymore. No, you it's were not like 100 degrees good. for like six months. It was like 106. It was like, it, it was, I realized there's a massive difference between 95 and 105. Because 95, you're like, I'm really hot. And you're kind of, you're like, it's a little much. 105, you're like, the, the ground's coming up and eating you. Your face <laughs> is melting. It's not fun anymore. It goes from being like hot to, are we on like a planet that's burning? Exactly. So, but other than that, you know, Austin's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Merry Christmas. We're as of the taping of the show, it's uh, just a little bit before Christmas. So we wanted to bring you a holiday special because as you nice guys know, we've been doing the seasons of the shows and we appreciate your feedback on that. Uh, we just had another, just concluded another major uh, season on leadership and just had some phenomenal conversations with some people from different industries. So we highly, highly encourage you guys to go to the unfilteredexperience.com or go to where you get your podcast and sign up through Spotify, through Apple podcast, through iHeart, through Amazon, wherever it is, you get your podcast, you guys can get the unfiltered experience. We would love for you to guys to take us on the road. We've been doing this now for a couple of years, a couple of years and a half. I think we're on episode something like what, what episode are we on? We are on episode 139, Scott. And it's pretty oh, crazy wow. because we did the Friday night live show for a while before doing this show. So we've done, uh, you know, at least a couple of hundred episodes, if not with all the other special live stuff. And it's just been amazing. And we're doing this special uh, presentation of the Christmas uh, edition of the unfiltered experience because Scott has something in his heart he wants to share with you guys. So let's just jump right into it, Mr. Scott. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we wanted to talk about mental health because today in, you know, present time coming into the holidays can be really tough. And so I hear, you know, like half the people you talk to are like, this is my favorite time of year. This is so amazing. And then the other half you look and you just can just see they're bewildered. They're frustrated. They're like, this is a tough time for me because it's a trigger for whatever has gone on in the past around these days. So if all your family is intact and everything's great, what a beautiful time of the year. But if you've lost somebody or this is a time where you just kind of always reflect and think, I'm not good enough, you know, I'm all alone or whatever, you can really beat yourself up. And what I want to talk about with Chris is the three things that we can watch ourselves with inputs. What are we inputting into the mind, body and spirit? And then have a conversation around this that I think is, is very important. And the first thing I want to share, Chris, and get your feedback on it, too, is one of the things that w that makes the holidays so difficult besides you know we're thinking back to in this time of year this is what typically happens to me is human beings are really good at being busy and mm -hmm. so throughout the year one of the things that we do to not feel to not get in touch with our true self and not really express what's going on in ourselves is we're busy we go to work we do the things we do this we have our routine and that routine is great to a point until it's not great anymore. So what <laughs> happen is we see people during the holidays, the things are closed, all the stuff is, you know, like shutting down or, you know, they see other families out. And if you're not busy and you have to stop and reflect and say, hey, I feel a little hurt or I don't feel good or um, I haven't processed a certain emotion, it can be a really hard time. So yes. hopefully Chris and I can help you that. And, and Chris, talk about that. I mean, we talk about that in our coaching all the time. We create this busyness and once that is stolen for the moment, which happens in the holidays, 
it's a really scary time to just sit there and be like, oh. Mm -hmm. It really is, Scott. And I'm glad you brought that up because, it, you know, to, to stay busy is to create certainty. And that's a lot of the reason why we all stay busy is because if I'm busy, then number one, I have an excuse for why I'm not doing the things that I should be doing because I'm always busy. Oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I have all this stuff going on. And so that busyness is that way to keep certain. Oh, if I know that I have all these things going on and overloading myself, then I don't have time to sit there and think about the things that are really troubling me in my life. And that's one of the reasons we either go to our busyness or we go to our other you know, gratifications are, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, watching Netflix. Oh my God. Did you see, I watched three seasons of Netflix this weekend. I'm like, what are you running from? Like, seriously, when do you, when do you sit down and really like the book says, think and grow rich. It's like, we have to sit there and have those silent times because obviously the fact of, of there's a situation in our life, Scott, that it's never going to, 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 to leave us. We have to take action. We have to become aware and become honest. I call it the, the three A's It's like awareness, acceptance, and action. You have to be aware of the situation. You have to accept either responsibility for it or accept it is what it is. And then take that action, that imperfect action every single day to minimize that overwhelm, to minimize those things that we're tolerating, to minimize the, the negative self-talk that we keep abusing ourselves with. And instead of being busy, be intentional. And I think that's one of the things, the conversations we can have tonight, you know, as, as far as what you were talking about, about putting our inputs in, what is my intentionality of this? What is it that I'm really trying to feel from this experience. And I think digging down to it, it's like, what do I want from this experience? But no, let's ask ourselves, what do we want to feel from this experience? Why do I turn on the news? What am I looking to feel? Am I looking to feel anger and hostility and frustration because then I can blame somebody? What is it that I'm truly doing? If we get people to go to the root of those situations, we can start to heal some of those situations and have more positive clarity in their life and our lives. Yeah. And, and I think a great introduction to that too, is just explore what's really happening is the fact that when we remove the busyness, what's behind that. And deep down inside, you know, all of us know there's some healing to be done. You know, um, was I told I wasn't enough when I was a little kid? Did somebody say I was fat? Did somebody say I wasn't that smart? And so when we're creating that busyness so we don't have to go to that space, it's tough. Or was my family incomplete in some way? Or did I lose somebody who's very important to me? And right now I just feel less than whole. And so when we walk into this time, let's talk about a few specific actions that we can do to help. And, and I think let's just stop. Let's start with the easiest one. What can we do for body? Because we're looking at mind, body, and spirit. Mm. Many people, you know, just don't even drink enough water during the that's day. That's oh shit. That's my number one complaint. Yeah, I mean, Scott, it's, it's the fact of like how how much how much how much are we comprised of water? And if we're 80 percent water, and we're not drinking that water, I just met somebody the other day. Actually, my my doctor's medical assistant. And I, I said, how are you doing? She goes, oh, I'm just feeling really sluggish today. And my first immediate thing is she made a comment about my water, which I, I, everybody knows me notoriously caring for this around. And uh, I said, how much water have you drank today? She goes, oh, I'm horrible about that. And I said, you work in a doctor's office and you're horrible. She goes, I don't drink hardly any water every day. And I said, do you imagine what you would feel like if you truly hydrated yourself? And to that point, Scott, that's this is something that I call the five. It's something that we can all do every single day. It's nutrition, hydration, sleep, exercise, and vitamin D. If we take care of those five aspects of our life every single day or every, every day, but maybe one, if we have a cheat day, if we take care of that six days a week and we do those five things, the hydration, nutrition, sleep, exercise, uh, sleep, vitamin D, um, nutrition, hydration, exercise, uh, sleep, and vitamin D. You know, we're sitting there like I have an aura ring. It tracks my sleep. It tells me how I'm doing and makes sure if I'm not getting deep sleep, like what is it that I'm not, what is it that I'm doing during the day or my evening ritual that's causing me not to get that deep sleep. We take care of those foundational aspects of our body and that, that mind, body, spirit connection. We start to feel better. The simplicity of it is this. 
we start to feel better. Oh my God, I feel a little bit better. Maybe I'll do a little bit more in the, at the gym. Maybe I'll do a little bit more around the house. Oh my God, I feel more accomplished. God, I feel more accomplished. What else is it, what is it else that I can do in my life? And that starts to build that momentum and that courage and that confidence to realize, wow, if I didn't take that initial imperfect action, I would still be sitting back at square one, bitch pissing and moaning about it. But now that I'm taking that imperfect action every day, I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm, and I'm, I'm exceeding my expectations and that builds on itself. And then you start to surround yourself with other people who are like-minded and then it fuels the whole fire and you continue to go down that road. But if people choose to stay in that victim mindset, then there's no hope for them until they change. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, with, with great grace, like people who are in a victim mindset, we've all been there. That's one step of the process. So, you know, if you're in that space where you're thinking the world is against me in this pro in this present moment, that feels very real. No one's going to argue with that. But what we will argue with is how long do you choose to stay there? Yes. Because it still is a mindset and a heart set would realize this. A heart set knows that you're an eternal being dancing in this vehicle called Scott or Chris in this present moment but you're so much more than that. So once you get out of that victim mindset, a simple thing that we talk about all the time, I talk about it in business school, when I'm teaching my students, I talk about it in coaching, is there's two ways to perceive something. It's either a problem or an opportunity. When I see something that like, oh my God, the holidays are here again, that can be a problem. When I see, hey, I'm not busy, I have nothing to do, that can be a problem. But if I flip the script and I transmute that, I can say it's an opportunity. The opportunity is now I have space and time to do something different that absolutely, if focused on, can be a problem. We won't argue with you, but here's the opportunity in that. Drink more water. Go take a walk. Keep the body moving. Is this going to instantly fix you? Are you going to go from victim feeling like shit to suddenly feeling fantastic? No, it's not an instantaneous thing. But you might walk for a little bit and just take note of a bird and be like, oh, my family member who passed, they love cardinals. Look at that cardinal. Or you might just feel good moving and being like, why don't I do this more? Or when you hydrate, you might just have a little bit more energy. So like anything, there's building blocks. This is part of the foundation. So we can take this end of the year and we can say this is a real problem. The holidays are here again. And you're right if you believe that. Or we can say, we're going to find an opportunity in this, and you're right. And we're not guaranteeing perfection. But listen to those five that you know Chris said, and we'll make sure that we have those in the comments for you guys. But I want you guys to explore those inputs for the body. And then the next one I want you to think about is for the human mind. So our mind, Chris used the word certainty. Our mind loves the addiction to the illusion of certainty. Mm -hmm. We're creating is BS anyway, because here's what we can control. My choices, everything else around me, we can influence it. And we definitely, you know, take action to, you know, change the world around us by changing ourselves. But that is not certain. This stuff around here is not certain. So what do we do about that? And I'm going to give you an idea. So in every waking moment, when we're up after bed, you know, we get up in the morning, we're in what's called beta. So we're in a frequency of beta. There's high frequency or high level and low level beta. So if right now I just woke up and I'm a little bit stressed and I'm like, oh, I got to do all these things today, I might be in low level beta. Then I open my mail and I'm $2,000 late on a bill. Now it gets a little higher. Then I get a phone call that um, I didn't get the job and it gets a little higher. Then your girlfriend breaks up, it gets a little higher. So when I'm in these high level beta, what do you think is happening? My brain stem, the command center of my brain, amygdala firing, firing, firing my whole body just wants to respond poorly. It doesn't know what to do. There's cortisol buildup. I feel like shit. I feel like there's no way I can get out of this moment. So what we want to do is take something called a beta break. 
there's a lot of ways to do with it to do this i'm going to suggest a few one is simple chris and i talk about this all the time it's four seven eight breathing you can go google dr andrew wheel w-e-i-l he talks about this it's breathing in for four seconds through the nose and get a nice hold for seven seconds and then it's an outward swoosh with a little bit of a sound and you're going to do that for eight seconds so you can get roughly three of those cycles in every minute so if you do two three four five minutes figure out what it takes for you do that while you're listening to us right now just four seven eight breathing you're going to literally feel everything calm down in your body and it might it won't happen instantaneously you might start doing it and your heart starts racing this feels like it's firing you feel tense you're like i don't want to do this i don't want to do this that's your subconscious mind saying i at least embrace the certainty of this crappy feeling because i'm used to it we're going to break that crappy feeling and deprogram it with this simple breathing technique once you start exploring things like breath work you can start doing simple meditations Go to Insight Timer. It's one of the best places I've seen. It's got a ton of different stress management, um, sleep, um, all kinds of different meditations, you know, connect to the beyond realms, whatever you want to do. There's something in there for you. Start listening to these meditations. Get a decent pair of headphones, your, you know, iPod Pros, whatever they're called, or what are they called? The AirPod Pros? AirPod uh, Pros, yeah. There you go. I just the little things that my that I have that work really great. I'll get you some really nice cans, and then when you can be super immersive in that experience, that's what I, I love putting my cans on and like getting really deep into that experience. The the the, the iPod, the earpods, they're cool, they're good, but when you get really deep and immersive in a nice set of you know two hundred dollar cans, totally oh, it makes all the difference. Totally great. It's a great investment in yourself. In fact, maybe you want to give yourself a Christmas gift to get some uh, you know Bose. Um, I got the Bose three, whatever they are. Yeah, I you got those too. Noise canceling. They're, they're phenomenal. Liquid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're doing that, so simple breath work with four, seven, eight, and you can just do some Googling on that insight timer. So it's I N S I G H T timer.com. Go there. There's free meditations for you. The other thing is just go move in nature. Yeah. Nature has a, a way of healing us that is beyond anything that, that we can really comprehend. And I'm going to add the fourth thing. So there's breath work. Um, we've got meditation and some kind of movement getting in nature. And here's the fourth thing. And this is something that has to start here, but has to migrate to your heart. And I want you to watch the process when you do breath work, when you do meditation, believe. And it might sound corny and silly, but when you, when you start this process and you go, other people can do it, but I can't. I totally hear you. Totally hear you. Tons of grace yes. for yourself. Yes. And that's okay. I don't know how I'm going to get there. That might be a better way to phrase it because you don't need to know, but I believe that I can and take it from here and bring it to here. And here's what's going to happen. I just want, I want you guys to know what's going on when you say I tried it, but it didn't work. When you speak it the first time, your subconscious mind is going to go like this. You believe that you're going to be okay. You're a liar. And this is why. The subconscious mind has heard you say, I'm stupid. I'm not enough. I'm right. different. My life sucks. So your subconscious mind is literally asking you, are you sure? So when you say, I believe there's going to be a battle. So what do you think you do to get out of this? Just like anything else. You want to go run a marathon, take a step, walk a hundred mm -hmm. yards, 
go jogging a half mile. It's going to take time and you're going to feel like it's insurmountable, but like anything great that's ever been done, you're going to hit a certain point where you see this shift and you go, it's working. So think of this little breath work, little meditation, little movement, getting in nature and believe. And when I say believe, start the process of believing. It might seem insurmountable. You might not know how, but you know damn well. I got mine right here, Chris. Believe I can believe I can fly. There, there you, you go. go, brother. There nice. You go. Thank you. Right there. <laughs> but that's that's what I would share for. So when you're thinking of you know shifting the mind and getting out of that fight or flight and not being in that um, big beta space. And just so you know what's happening when I say beta break, you're going into what's called alpha. So when you start to laugh, when you get into nature, when you get into some light meditation, when you're doing some breath, breath work, you get into alpha. And for a moment, your body can stop being in that stressful state. And we don't need to know about the other um, brain waves for now, but just know when you take that break, it's super critical for your mental health, your physical health, and your well-being in general. So. Talk about binaural beats. I mean, while you're, while you're talking about that, because that's what I use to get into those some of those states. As I lay down for 20 minutes, I'm doing my four, seven, eight breathing. Plus, I'm listening to binaural beats. Talk to them about those frequencies and what that could do to reset their their brain waves. So you can look. So there's different types of meditations. There's binaural beats. There's ones that are specifically in theta. There's ones that take you to like a deep sleep delta state. Um, but you can look those up. Um, the coolest thing with Insight Timer is you can look up binaural beats and learn. So you can educate yourself right now. Like you can yeah. get off of this call as soon as we're done. You can go look up and go, okay, this is going to do what for me. This is going to do what for me. Like specifically what I do in my coaching is I want to help you have that conversation with the subconscious mind. And how you do it is you listen to it at a theta frequency, which is where you can actually reprogram the subconscious mind. Because that's between mm -hmm. beta, alpha, theta, and delta. So it's right before you go to sleep or right when you wake up in the morning it's the same frequency where a hypnotist is going to hypnotize you to stop smoking or um, quit some addiction or whatever it is so go take a look look up binaural beats look up theta frequency look up um, how do i get to sleep there's going to be whole categories that explain how this is functioning scientifically um, how it works but you, you absolutely want to start educating yourself on this because these are tools that we all need. I mean, like Chris knows, I don't stop. I mean, I'm like, I'm, gonna I'm doing one. it. I'm going to try this one. <laughs> I'm doing it. I got bracelet. I got, I can put my, my, my wealth bracelet again. My other one broke. So I'm wearing my green wealth bracelet. Yeah. You just got, I mean, every little bit, every little bit that we do, everybody is so fixated on the Amazon and the microwave over, you know, instant success every single day and every single way, guys, when you take that imperfect action and you, you start to what they call stack, you start stacking your success, um, priorities on your life. Every single day, you start your day with the intentions. You start your day with gratitude. You go throughout your day and you be very intentional on what it is that you're going to be doing. All these little bitty things that start to build on themselves, create that compound confidence for yourself. And then you're able to go and tackle more and more things. And as you tackle more things, you realize in order to tackle more things, you have to let things go. And I really believe that, that the part of the conversation is with mental health is for all of us, is for all of us to sit there and take a step back and say, where can I apply forgiveness in my life? Right. Mm -hmm. So we're carrying upon this anger and this hostility and this, 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 everything else, this resentment. Like you said, Scott, an event happens once. But how many times do we individually replay that event over and over again, beating ourselves up or, or, or playing armchair quarterback? I should have done this. I should have done this for years and years and years and decades and decades. 
the conversation of having forgiveness, finding forgiveness for yourself, finding forgiveness for the other person doesn't mean you're going to forget. It doesn't mean you're going to let it go. It doesn't mean you're forgiving. It's just finding forgiveness in that particular situation for what it is that you did not know and, and, and appreciate the gratitude for what it is that you gained and you learned from those moments and being able to let that stuff go. What would it feel like to let go of that anger and the hostility and that resentment and blaming your parents and blaming the school and blaming this person and all that other stuff and being able to let that stuff go? What would that, what space would that create in your life, ladies and gentlemen? Think about that. I mean, what do you think about that, Scott? Finding that, finding that ability to let the hurt and the pain go, to 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 find self love for ourselves again. Well, what you just did is literally just set up the third piece of this trifecta, like flawlessly. So the first one again is the physical. Chris gave those five. Um, that's the body, the mind. Again, was those four. We've got the breath work, meditation, and then we're looking at um, what was the third one I gave? Meditation and my brain's broken. Working with <laughs> I gave four beautiful, beautiful tips. You I know. Listen more closely. And final was like, I believe there's one that I'm forgetting. Oh, did I give three? I thought I said four. You you did three originally, and then you said you were going to throw in a fourth bonus one. Yeah. Well, believe was the bonus one. So maybe I never did it. See that? I need some accounting help. That's okay. <laughs> but so Chris's point. What we want to look at when we're thinking about what we need to do from a spiritual sense is exactly that. It's how do I release or let part of my being actually die? How do we let it go away? I want identity. to share this identity. I want to share a story with you that um, was just amazing to listen to. It was both sad, beautiful, and incredible at the same time. So Kevin Hines, he was one of the um, people that actually tried to jump off of the um, Golden Gate Bridge and commit suicide. And he did this years ago. And so when Kevin jumped off the bridge, he was at 200 feet, Chris, something like that. Mm -hmm. So he jumped 200 feet, literally broke every bone in his body and should have sunk to the bottom and died. Oof. So somehow he was saved by a sea lion. The sea lion kept him alive. It's the craziest thing on the planet. Some boat came and got him and brought him back to life and the whole thing. So it took him a long time to recover, blah, blah, blah. So I heard him speak on stage. I'd spoken before him at this event and we had a good conversation around this. And he told me, he said, you know what the craziest thing is? The second I jumped, I instantly knew I didn't want to die. Mm -hmm. I wanted a part of me to die because it hurt so much I could no longer handle it. Yeah. And he goes, the second I couldn't turn back, I fully could see this. So what I'd ask of you is let's look through the lens of, Kevin Hines' eyes, a person who wanted to kill himself and says he still has suicidal ideation. He still has the thoughts. And he says, but now he manages it because he knows he can go back to that one moment and he has people in his life to support when he has those feelings and those shifts. So what I would ask you guys to start thinking about is where is that pain? Is that pain tracked back to a moment of somebody hurt me or somebody said something to me or something that didn't happen at all? It's just something in me, you know, there's some synapse firing different, but there's something in me saying, I can't take this pain. I can't take this pain. I want to die. But really what you're saying is I'd love that pain to die. I'd love that echo of me not being enough to die. I'd love that part of me that still exists based on that story that I've been telling to die. Right. So for to Chris's point, there's a few ways we can we can work through this. You know, first of all, going to therapy, you know, any kind of mental health, first yeah. and foremost. Asking for help is huge. So that's a big deal. So if anybody's struggling during this holiday season, asking for help is the most manly, the most um, the most yes. amazing. When I say manly, I'm just saying from my perspective, I'm not mm -hmm. saying women don't 
a person a person doing that it's such an authentic beautiful thing to do it's something that says like i recognize that i've got myself to this point and i need some help mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing because we're humans we're supposed to compete here and collaborate so we should be looking to others to support because we know in another day we'll be the supporter yeah. not the support Strength and vulnerability, strength and vulnerability, because once you deal with that stuff, it's amazing what it is that you can become on the other side of that. I mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here today had I not embraced invulnerability and, and asked, started asking people for help and not worrying about what people thought of me and just being focused on what it is that I was becoming and doing. Um, yeah. Paramount. hundred percent, hundred percent. And there's two things that we can do. We can literally try to release it as chris said you know eloquently before i was explaining you know this third spiritual part we can try to release it and what that can look like is through forgiveness forgiveness is a beautiful process where i say i no longer want to be attached to the emotion that comes with the trigger from a past event so x person hurt me and every time i see somebody who reminds me of that person or i hear something or something triggers i go i get sad i get ashamed i feel gross again so what do I do to just say, I forgive you. And what I'm really doing is saying, I no longer want to feel these emotions. I want to process them one final time and not have that trigger pop into my life. That's one thing you can do is release. And you can Google the same thing, all kinds of exercise on forgiveness, cutting the cords to those old emotions because the forgiveness is for you, not for the other party. Yeah. The next thing you can do is transmute. So let's say, for example, there's something that, you know, about us we don't like um i was a really mean person as a kid just a horrible person in my eye and so whenever i see other people i'm like i suck because i'm a loser i'm just a horrible person so that's a little different with self-forgiveness so what if i go back and i'm like why were you so mean and i get to the bottom of the why oh i was mean because i had to be a fighter because there were things i had to do and i i couldn't really delineate so I thought being a fighter was so important because I had to get through those times. And then I was mean to people I didn't need to be. But in that present moment, that that got me to stay alive and get to the next point. Right. So what if I fall in love with that part of me and say it was a part that might be dark and might not feel good, but it got me to this point. And I thank it for its intensity. I thank it for all that it was. And I thank it for getting me here. And now I take that energy and I transmute it into new strength or new perseverance or whatnot. Yeah. So we can either forgive and say, no, I, you know, I no longer need that attachment to that. Or if it's something in ourself, we can literally transmute that. And, and again, if anything that we're saying resonates, um, go bring this discussion to a therapist, to a friend, you know, to one of us as a coach, but start thinking about this. You can either cut that cord and you can release or you can transmute. And it depends on what it is that you're trying to work with. Chris, you got anything to add to that? Um, I know, obviously, you know that stuff resonates with you too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just. I mean, it really is about having that desire to, to to change who it is that who we are because we're not happy. We ask ourselves the simple question: Life, am I happy? Yes or no? And we say no. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just that. Just that's opening the conversation in our brain to say, okay, in what area of my life am I most unhappy, and by which taking care of will cause me the opportunity opportunity to make that rest of my areas of my life happier. I'm not happy in my job. I hate my job. My job is killing me. Okay. What are some actions I can start to take on a weekly basis that will help to offset some of that overwhelm, offset some of that stress, right? Cause we're, we're, if we're being active in the solution rather than active in the problem, then we're taking those momentary steps. And again, we're building that self-confidence. And once we're able to tackle that, then we have the realization that we are truly in control. 
because so many people sit there and, and they feel like it's out of their control or they're, they've given up because they've tried this and they've tried that and I've always failed and we and I never get there. We got to eliminate those those words from our vocabulary because it's not true. It's not true. You have survived 100% of all the things that you've been through in your entire life, guys. So there is no reason why you would not survive any other situations that are going to happen presently or going to happen in the future. And by which going through those experiences will make you a stronger person. Scott and I have talked about it so many times here on the show, the hero's journey, the Joseph Campbell story. Go watch it. Finding Joe. It's an incredible depiction of what it is that we go through as humans in these in, the, in this experience of coming to Earth and, and having this, this mortal experience. And, it, and you see it in all the movies that we watch. And so I highly recommend it. It's called Finding Joe. The uh, It's about uh, the, um, the hero's journey. It's incredible for reshifting your perspective because when you get excited about who it is that you're becoming, you're no longer the person you were yesterday. That's just electrical energy in your brain. You get to choose if you're going to be the same Scott, the same Chris, the same Penelope, the same whoever. When you wake up in the morning, hey, who is it that I'm kind of excited to see who I can become today? I'm kind of excited to do some uh, focus, some attention on my personal development and my personal growth and my spirituality or my Bible read, whatever it is, and continue that. And then sit there and envision yourself. What would it feel like in nine months to sit there and really have a strong faith in myself, a strong faith in God or spirituality, whatever it might be, and to have some successes under my belt? Oh my God, I feel amazing. It's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to be easy, but guess what? You can get there and you will get there by surrounding yourself with the right people and letting go of the previous notion of who it is that you were supposed to be. I mean, that's just a whole other conversation in and of itself is thinking, well, I wanted to be this and I should have been this. And if I'd have done that, then I would have done this. Yesterday is gone, ladies and gentlemen. Today is the day that you get started. It's a renewing of your vows, if you will, and your values of who it is that you're meant to be here and to, to, to accomplish. I mean, what do you think about Scott? I mean, finding that, finding that bigger why for them, that leverage. Yeah. You, so you, you bring up some really good points and some things I think that, um, that we could end this discussion on. So there's not too much information. There's enough so they can go download process and yeah. explore insight, um, insight Tom and some of the things that we shared. So talking about, you know, one of the key components of finding Joe is figuring out what it is that lights you up. Yeah. And that needs to be something from internal. I call it brilliant. Some people call it genius, you know, and a lot of, you know, biblical or spiritual discussions, you might say finding your gifts or you, what you've been received in the image in the creation of the image of God, source creator. But one, once you find what lights you up and you start to go down that pathway and you can take that brilliance and share it with others, you really start to live. And I want to share something with you because I'm, like I said, Chris, I'm always doing some kind of study, like what's the next thing I need to understand. And then Chris right. and I are always talking about um, vibration or frequency. Well, I always had this perception, you know, that ultimate frequency was love. But there's been a lot of studies where they put people in, I forget the exact, it's a, a specific room where there's no frequencies, there's no 5Gs, there's nothing being emitted, like no frequencies. So they can actually just find the frequencies of the individual, what's being emitted. So if somebody's in a space of shame or sadness or disgust, they can find that frequency and see it. Guess what the highest frequency actually is? I found this beautiful. Because I always would have thought it would be love. Mm. Of authenticity, Chris. Ooh, Authentic. I believe that. I believe that given my journey that I've been on. It's supposed to be four times more powerful than the frequency of love. So love, I believe, is that baseline of all we are. But the authenticity is recognizing, visualize this. This is love and we're all dipping into love. You know, super conscious source, creator, universe. And we're all dipping into that. When we step out of it as an individual, as Chris, as Scott, as everybody listening. For one moment in time, once I come into that, recognize the love frequency, but then the authentic who I am, the brilliance that I was supposed to find and share 
in this physical existence. And once I get lit up with that authenticity, that's when you become, as you say, unstoppable. That's when I can go love now. That's when I'm really living it. So what I would ask everybody who's listening here, who's thinking the gap between where I want to be and where I am is so far that I don't want to be around or I just want to stay busy or this world sucks and I and you don't understand. I hear you and I don't disagree with you. So when that mm -hmm. gap is huge, I want to change how you perceive that gap because I know how we all do it. We do it egoically. I'm not even close to making an amount of money. I'm a total idiot. No one's going to date me. I don't have a house. I don't have anything. I have debt. I'm so far away from anything. I just don't want to be here anymore. Does that resonate with anybody? Do you feel that in your heart? And heart? I've Did felt that before. <laughs> a few so, times. So watch this. That's an egoic gap. And that is very far because that's saying stuff. That's matrix-based things in this physical world. The minute I go into a Joseph's Campbell, Joseph Campbell, you know, hero's journey, and I start to find what lights me up in here, right mm -hmm. here. Once I'm lit up, I start to come into that frequency, that vibration of authenticity, who I'm supposed to be. Do some math real quick. Let's do some simple math. You don't feel good. The world sucks. I hear you. Yeah. The universe put you here. God put you here. Creator put you here. You're intentionally here. You might feel flawed, but the flaws, the flaws you're feeling are really just choice. You were given choice and some of the choices that you made may have put you in a space or other people's choices. Somehow you're here where you are right now. If you elevate to authenticity, do you think that God, universe, creator is plugging you in here to fail? I mean, just not to be your, your one of a kind. So you're guaranteed success once you elevate to your brilliance and your authenticity. And some of the reasons you might feel so down is you feel like you can't find the way to yourself. Sit with that for a second. So you can't find the way to yourself. But once you find the way to yourself, to that authenticity, there's some amazing things that are going to happen. And let's make today that day you start that. Yeah. Are we in a season of problem or are we in a season of opportunity? I'm picking the latter. What about you, Chris? Amen. Amen. It's all about the opportunities. I mean, it's all about the perspective. Like you said it before. I love Henry Ford's quote. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And it's literally that way. I mean, that's what was told to me as a 17 year old kid who was a seventh grade dropout who had been homeless for four years. When my mentor, William T. White, said to me, Christopher, you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind. When he asked me to go back to school and get my GED, I went, are you crazy? He goes, Christopher, Christopher, you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind. He had a deep baritone voice. Uh, amazing gentleman. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You know, if I, we sit there and we put those limitations on ourselves, it's pretty incredible, you know, what it is that we can sit there and, and settle for in our life. And I ask people, ask yourself, when did it become acceptable to be mediocre? When did it become acceptable to be lazy? When did it become acceptable um, to not love myself first? And, you know, to your point, Scott, you know, the fact that when we get this gift of life every single day and many people sit there and play the someday game, oh, I hope and I wish and I pray that someday something's going to change. Ladies and gentlemen, the conversation we're having tonight with you is an opportunity for you to start seeing things in a different way. Like, you know, Scott, you talk about it so perfectly and talk about you can look through life through the lens of love or the lens of fear. You get to choose that, ladies and gentlemen. And if you choose to show up every day choosing love, 
and letting go of that fear, which because fear can actually become excitement. When you get excited for the day, like we did when we were six years old and we woke up on summer vacation and we got the whole day ahead of us to go out there and play and explore and create and have adventures and, and pretend. We need to get back to that, get back to that excitement, that enthusiasm. A book I want to recommend to people based on what you were talking about, Scott, is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal book talking about the fact that we can operate in our zone of greatness, our zone of excellence, or our zone of genius. And the fact that when you get to operate in your zone of genius every single day, it's not perfect, it's not easy, it's stressful. But when you're on point, like you said, that vibrational frequency of being authentic, then you don't have to apologize. You don't have to worry and fear of what people are going to say about you. That's why I get to be me. You know, people, oh man, it's so cool. You get to, I'm like, yeah, I just said, fuck it. I'm not going to worry about what other people say about me. I know people are going to really dig me and I know people are going to be like, what the fuck is that all about? I God needs to grow up. He needs to take his earrings out, whatever it might be. Those are not my people. There's 8 billion people out in the world today. And so when you get to, and like we, we talked about here on the show, Scott, so many times we got to get the author on here. I got to make a note of it. The five regrets of the dying. Right. And I was just talking with somebody the other day about, about the whole regrets thing. Actually, it was, it was on my show last night. We had uh, Brian Thomas on the show. Uh, thank you for stopping by. Uh, and he was talking about, it. he kept talking about regrets. I'm like, dude, we share a brain. You know, mm -hmm. we got to put proactive measures in our brain to sit there and think, okay, if I had two weeks, who would I be and what would I do? What would be most important to me? Because not today and not tomorrow is guaranteed. And so when you wake up with that thirst to sit there and be excited about your adventures and you let go of some of that anger and animosity and you, and you evaluate the relationships that you're in, do, they, do the relationships bring you value? Do they make you feel empowered? Do they make you feel loved? Do they make you feel needed? Your friendships and your personal relationships, your family relationships, you start getting those quality of those relationships raised and it's incredible. I see it all the time with my coaching clients. They start letting people go who hold them back and they start getting around other people. They go to a meetup, they find a new best friend, all these different things. The radiance in their face, Scott, and I know you've seen this, changes that frequency, that, that, that connection to self. And I think that's what we're talking about here. When we sit there and say authenticity, I'm true to me. And at the end of the day, I may not be perfect. I may not be this or this or that, but at the end of the day, I'm truly me. And that's what God's source universe wanted me for, to be here for. Authenticity, bro. This world should be a world of enjoyment and impact. If you're not doing things that you enjoy and you're, or you're not doing things that impact in some beautiful balance, I mean, there's, and, and, and there's a great overlap in that. I mean, what I, I always tell people, and I've shared the master in the art of living, it's a poem by um, Howard Mishner. And essentially what it says in summary is, the master in the art of living makes little distinction between his work, play, and practice of spirituality. Yep. To him, he was always doing one in his, like, it all, always seems like you're doing like no one knows the difference. So when I'm practicing spirituality, when I'm when I'm playing, when I'm working, it all seems like the same because what, what's going on there? Authenticity. There's a genuineness. There's not a I've got to switch from this to this and this mass yeah. to this math. I'm who I am. And what do you think happens in that? Just do the math. You're in flow because you're not switching costumes in every five seconds. So the reason the master in the art of living seems to make little distinction is because there's a constant beautiful flow i beg everybody who's listening here who's struggling or knows somebody who's struggling with mental health concerns at this present moment which is very normal in the human mm -hmm. experience um, also don't beat yourself up about it just do the things do the things we've shared with you be willing to ask for help but know once you get into that flow and you find your authenticity and you recognize your brilliance and don't I don't want, to, I want to tell you what to don't. I want to tell you what to do. Focus on what lights you up without the worry of what lights other people up. 
It is yes. very easy. It's very easy to look next to us and go, well, this person's amazing. All my brothers and sisters are incredible. Why am I the loser? What? Here's the simple truth. <laughs> you are put here with a perfect amount of ingredients that give you this brilliance and this perfection that nobody else will ever have. And just because you want to align and say, yeah, but they're a doctor and they're an amazing entertainer and I'm just a teacher. When you start that just stuff, yeah. you're missing the point because mm -hmm. we don't know. Changing. We don't know the universe. First and foremost, you might be the teacher that teaches the person who changes the world. You don't know the lineup of how everything's shared. You look at them in this present moment. They're a doctor. They make all this money. They're this. They're happier. Authenticity. Lean into it. Find that flow. Let people see the true, genuine person that you will be in time. We're taking the first step. We're training for a marathon. We get it. But you can do it. There'll be a gentle, maybe not gentle. There'll be a battle of the subconscious <laughs> mind. Okay. Let's, let's be honest about that. And it's not going to be a battle. It's going to be a beautiful, challenging process that when you look back, you say, hmm, that was worth it. No different than training for a marathon or training for something that's difficult. You're going to look back and say, that was the challenge in life that I needed. That's part of my hero's journey. Thank you. I've reached authenticity. Here I am. And what a world. Mm -hmm. Beautifully said. Yeah, not even capacity. You, 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 you're supposed to do that. Like we're all supposed to do that. And we, it's so hard sometimes. Like Chris mm -hmm. and I aren't going to lie. Like we've sat in points where total despair. Um, and here we are. Yeah, you, you just continue to you continue to rise. You continue to the, the 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 mistake and the failing isn't the staying down. It's I mean we fall down, but it's the getting back up. That's the opportunity to dust ourselves off. That hero's journey to sit there and say, what am I really made of? Am I really giving myself my the the best opportunity for success? Am I really doing that, or am I continuing to self sabotage myself because either I have a worthiness issue and I don't really truly believe in my heart of hearts that I deserve to have that amazing relationship where the guy takes care of me because you know maybe I was I was in uh, uh, you know. Um, uh, uh, had an affair in a previous relationship or I haven't forgiven myself for, you know, the, the opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, right now is for us to achieve the legacy that we were born to leave. So when you think about this, when you have that big why in your life, and we've talked about it here on the show a couple of times, that eulogy, when you have a clear, a clear vision of who it is that you want to be remembered for it on the day you pass, where people show up and they're like talking about Scott or Chris or everybody, who do you want to be remembered for? What are those adjectives? And then every single day, wake up and set the intention to to work, to live in that space, to live in that space. Scott and I have done, we did a whole series of shows called, you know, basically our identity and talking about I am. What are you? I am peace. I am love. And so when I get frustrated and anxious and feel, you know, frustrated about things and I sit there and say, what are you, Chris? I'm peace. I'm love. And I'm going to let that stuff go because I know all of it that has happened before that is happening now is all preparing me for what's next. That's the way it's worked out in our entire life. I was doing this the other day, Scott, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this before we end of the show, is the fact when I look back on my life and you think about those pivotal moments where you made that choice, like, oh, I'm going to change, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in this career versus going for this other career that I have a brand new opportunity in. I want to end this relationship because I, I just really, I feel like it's okay, but it's not what exactly I want. Those pivotal moments in our life, when we think about it, everything at that point was setting us up for what was next. And so it's not going to, it didn't fail us before we're all here today and it's not going to fail us in the future. It, the only thing that's going to fail us is that, 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 that complacency to stay stuck and, and complain about it without taking any action on it. What do you think about that? End of story, man. 
they just got to go out there and just elevate to that authenticity. I mean, that you nailed it. I mean, th this is there's nobody who's better or worse than anybody else. And in this present journey, we're exactly where we're supposed to be. And now just lean into the authenticity because you've got it. You've got it. And it might seem like I said, it might seem like it's far away. It's closer than you think. You're grading this this space on matrix based things that might take a long time to come if you chase them. But if you don't chase them and you elevate to authenticity, guess what happens? Happens way faster than you ever thought possible. But don't focus on that. Focus on becoming the authentic you. And the byproduct of that will be the things that you've asked for. I promise. Amen. I brother. Amen. And for those guys, of you guys listening on the audio podcast, please remember to go visit www.theunfilteredexperience.com, theunfilteredexperience.com. Make sure you join the Facebook community, join the group, get in there, let us know what it is that you want us to talk about on this show. This conversation is with you guys. That's why we do it live and we do it where we can take your comments and your questions uh, because this is a conversation ongoing. It's going to not, uh, it's going to continue to go through 2024 and beyond. So let us know, join the Facebook group, message us, let us know, hey man, I'd love to see you guys talk about this aspect of a personal development, personal growth, spiritual growth and development, professional growth and development, whatever it might be, let us know because we want to have that conversation with you guys. And as we continue to have those, we learn ourselves. And so we are able to then uh, impart that wisdom and that knowledge onto our coaching clients and continue to, to repurpose that information here on the show. So uh, we love and appreciate you guys. We hope you having a merry, merry Christmas and a, and a happy new year. And however you celebrate these holidays, just go out there, be good to yourself be good to your family cherish those moments and if there's anything that we can ask of you guys that have given all the efforts that we put through the show is go out there and do one nice thing for somebody else this holiday season take a homeless person some socks you know buy somebody a meal buy you know do the do the do the drive-through thing and buy somebody a meal let's all band together to make this holiday special uh, this holiday season super special because we're going into a season i think of our life in 2024 that's going to be very interesting and dynamic and so today we can all plan and prepare and, and to lift one another up in this world to make this world an amazing place for our kids and our kids kids so i love you scott i appreciate you man i and i appreciate all the fact that we get to do these shows together and have these amazing conversations so I wish you and your family all the best during this holiday season. I know we'll, we'll, we'll stay connected and everything else. You want to give anybody, you want to give some tidbits and teasers of what we might be doing in 2024? Um, we're going to be doing shows together. We're going to be doing a lot more of that. A lot of things about authenticity, about being the best version of ourselves. And uh, a lot of the stuff we teach in our coaching, we're going to drop in and you'll get a lot of that in these shows. So jump in, jump into it, be part of it, be authentic. And we'll see you guys. Happy holidays. Love you. Love you guys. Peace. Damn, Michael.